What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And first, I have a little bit of an announcement, and then we can get into the juicy stuff. We're going to be talking about the impact of stress and fat loss. Now, I've done a number of episodes on stress and fat loss, but I want to explain this from a metabolic standpoint and help you understand why sometimes taking an extra rest day or eating more calories or doing the opposite of what you think you're supposed to do is actually the answer. And now that might make some of you tune out because you don't like to hear it, but sometimes the things that you need to hear that you don't want to hear are the things that are going to help you move forward. Before we get into that, I got to let you know that very soon, like very soon, we are going to be opening the doors to the next Neurotype Challenge. This challenge is going to be a little bit different. We have some more resources that we've included into the challenge because we're always trying to get better. We're also going to significantly reduce the price for the first 24 hours. I love rewarding action takers. You will learn this about me if you don't already know it. The people that sit on the fence and delay and I need to think about it and I'm going to wait for a better time. What I've realized is that no offense here, but those are not my people. That doesn't mean that you can't take time to make an informed decision. However, my belief is that you need to make a decision and then make it right. Okay. Because most of the time we think I have to make the right decision. In reality, you have to make a decision and then make it right. The worst thing that you can do for yourself, and this is just life lessons here. This is not talking about the challenge. This is not talking about fitness or nutrition. This is in life. The worst thing that you can do for yourself is inaction and indecision. When you sit on the fence and you convince yourself that you're gathering more information, that you're waiting for the right time, you are doing yourself a massive disservice because you learn nothing. The worst decision in the world will quickly be like, you'll quickly realize that this was a poor decision. And then you have the information to make a change, right? So if I have, if I'm at this fork in the road, I'm like, I don't know, should I turn left? Should I turn right? Most people who are indecisive stay right there. Like they don't pick a lane. They don't pick a direction. They just stay at the fork and they're like, I need more time. I need to figure this out. What successful people do is they just go. Ah, The left seems like the way to go and they go left. And then they realize, oh shit, this wasn't the right way. I'm going to go back and now I'm going to go right. And now I'm moving in the right direction. But you don't learn that if you just sit on the fence. So this is my long-winded tangent and rant about you got to just make a decision. If the decision is like, if you want to, let's say, improve your health, improve your fitness, improve your body composition, improve your relationship with food. If you want to feel better, look better, and you're on the fence about coaching and you're like, I don't know if I should invest in coaching, make a decision. Even if the decision is no, even if the decision is no, I'm not going to invest in myself. I'm not going to commit to a coach. Cool. Make that decision and stick to it. Own it. But you have to decide. You don't have to because you're an adult. You can do what you want. But literally, the worst thing that you can do for yourself is to remain in this place of indecision and inaction, 
sitting on the fence, that is the worst place to sit. Pick a side, pick a shoulder and go. That's a basketball reference, right? You know, when somebody's defending you, it's pick a shoulder and go. Which shoulder are you going to attack? Left or right? Pick a shoulder and go. Indecisions like, I don't know. Should I go this way? Should I go this way? And then the defender steals the ball. It, I'm telling you, every facet of life, you have to make decisions and stop worrying about making the right or wrong decision. Make a decision and then make it right. Okay, so let's bring things back to the neurotype challenge. There will be a massive discount for the first 24 hours because we are going to reward people who hop off the fence. I want you to make a, a decision, yes or no. I'm either doing this challenge or I'm not. Cool. So we give you an opportunity to jump in right away. This challenge, the focus is going to be purely on improving body composition. A lot of people want to get leaner for summer. A lot of the conversations that I've had lately in the DMs, how can I lose 10 pounds before summer? And I'm like, well, we're getting kind of close here. I don't know what the official start date of summer is, but we're getting kind of close. We should probably get the ball rolling. So we are going to implement our neurotyping principles, which just means we're going to help you align your nutrition, your training with your personality so that you get better results. You'll enjoy the process. You'll love your training. I'm telling you, number one comment that we get from our challenges, I've never had a training program that I enjoyed so much that was easy to stay consistent with. It's a beautiful thing what happens when you align your training and your nutrition with your personality. And then we also give you the behavior modification stuff, the lifestyle integration, and it's, it's kind of a big deal um, in terms of the results that we create. You can look at, at past challenges that we've done. Uh, we, we create epic results. That's what we do. But for this challenge, we are really going to emphasize body composition improvements because of the timing and because that's what most people want right now. If that's not your goal at this point in time, then the challenge is not for you. If you don't want to get leaner, if you don't want to lose body fat, if you don't want body recomp where you are building a little bit of muscle, dropping some fat or maintaining your muscle, dropping some fat, looking leaner, all of that, don't join. If that's not what you want, that's okay. There will be plenty of opportunities for more things down the road, or obviously you can do one-on-one -on -one coaching. But if your goal is, hey, I'd really like to drop some body fat, I'd really love to get leaner. I want my clothes to fit better. I want to look better in a bikini, whatever it is, whatever your goals are. If they are body comp related, if they are fat loss related, if you want to get leaner, more tone, then this will be the most effective path forward for you. In order to take advantage of the first 48, I'm sorry, first 24 hours, I'm not going to do 48 hours, um, the first 24 hours, I highly recommend you join the Facebook community. That will be the first place that the announcement is made in the Facebook community. So you go to Neurotype Training. I'm sorry, the Personality Diet and Neurotype Training. I almost forgot the name of the group. The Personality Diet and Neurotype Training. You can search it on Facebook. So if you just pull up your Facebook app, you go to the little search bar and you type in the Personality Diet and neurotype training. You'll see it'll come up. You request to join. 
I'll accept you. I think if you seem like a decent person. Um, and then as long as you're not a robot, like sometimes I can tell that it's not a real human. As long as you're a human, we'll let you in the group. And uh, that will be the first place to get notified. The other cool thing is that there's a connection here between implementing our neurotyping principles and the conversation around stress and fat loss. Because most people spend a lot of time working against their nature. I'll give you a perfect example. I am a type 2A. I spent most of my fitness and nutrition journey jumping from program to program. That is very much a type 2A trait. We are program hoppers. We have squirrel brain. We're like, okay, I'm doing this new program. It's the best thing in the world. And then two weeks later, we're like, oh, this sucks. I'm going to jump to the next program. I literally tried every training modality you can think of. I tried every diet you can think of. And I would stay consistent for about two to three weeks. I found that three weeks was kind of my sweet spot. If I had to be consistent for four weeks, I could maybe do it, but I would lose interest very quickly. And I always thought it was my fault. I always thought there was something wrong with me because I would see other people in the same program getting results. So I would always question myself, like, why are they able to do this and I'm not? And I didn't know at the time that it had to do with my personality, but I would just blame myself. And I'll never forget the first conversation I had with my, my, early, my earliest mentor and coach, Christian Thibodeau, who he did a two-hour Skype call with me, totally free. Like I, didn't, I offered to pay him. He was like, I just want to help. I want to hear what's going on. Um, and that tells you the type of person that he is. Uh, he explained everything to me. Number one, he's like, first of all, I'm the same way. And I've been this way my whole life. And the, the big turning point for me was him giving me permission to be myself and explaining why I'm that way. So he's like, you're a type 2A. You're adrenaline dominant. So what that means is that you are a hyper responder to adrenaline. So when adrenaline is low, you may be a little bit more reserved, more quiet, more introverted. But when adrenaline increases because you're so sensitive to it, you're a hyper responder, meaning you become like this alpha version of yourself. I was like, yes, that's you're, you're literally speaking like to my soul. This is, this is absolutely me. And he said, the reason why you lose interest is because when a program is boring and repetitive and predictable, you no longer get that adrenaline response that you crave. So you lose interest and you look for the shiny new object. You look for the new and exciting thing that's going to increase adrenaline and give you that novelty. And it just all clicked. It's like it makes way too much sense. So I started working with him in the first 12 weeks that I worked with him. And, and we worked together for a while. But the first 12 weeks, I remember vividly because my body hyper responded for the first time in my life where it no longer felt like a struggle and no longer felt like I was, I was having to like push really hard or try as hard as I was before. Like I'm talking about coming from programs where I would do two a day workouts. I was eating significantly less calories. I was busting my ass. I was, I was really putting in a lot of time and effort with nothing to show for it. 
So if you've ever felt that way, if you've ever felt like it doesn't make sense that I'm working my ass off and I don't have the body that fits the amount of effort that I'm putting in. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but that's how I felt. Like I try so hard and my body does not look like I try hard. Then working with Christian, all of a sudden my body was hyper responding and I didn't feel like I was trying that hard. It's a beautiful thing when you're working with your nature because of the stress difference. Like when you fight against your natural tendencies, that creates stress on your nervous system. Your nervous system takes a long time to recover. Allowing your nervous system to recover is actually how results are made. Progress is not made in the gym. Progress is not even made in the kitchen. Progress is made by allowing your body to recover. Because think about it. If you are in a calorie deficit, let's say you're eating the perfect diet and you've cut calories because you want to lose some body fat, so you're in deficit, that creates stress. If you don't allow yourself to recover from that stress, there will be a whole host of adverse effects that occur hormonally from a psychological perspective, your immune system, your cycle, how you feel, how you look, water retention, all of these things that will happen, your, your metabolism slowing down because you're not able to recover. And it's the same thing with training. When you work against your nature in the gym, the stress response from training is heightened. That's why I don't believe in just forcing your way through a workout that that makes you miserable. Like if you put me in a group class of some sort and I hated it, like the, the stress response that occurs from that, even if it's not as physically challenging as like lifting heavy shit, right? Like getting under a bar and, and doing some heavy back squats or doing some heavy deads, like physically, that's going to be more challenging than kind of like your foo-foo, whatever, boot camp type class. But from a stress response, because you hate it, because you're working against your nature, the stress response is going to be heightened when you're doing something that you dislike. And that actually can go for um, things that are typically meant to be recuperative or more like recovery type activities like yoga, for example, if you're doing yoga, but you're miserable the whole time, you've now defeated the purpose of yoga. Like it's supposed to put you in this relaxed state, more of like a Zen mode. But if you're constantly thinking like, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be doing this. If that is not in your nature, then you're not, then it doesn't, you're completely making it irrelevant, right? So all that's to say, the stress response is where the magic happens. So there is a big correlation between working with your neurotype, understanding your personality type, knowing your neurotransmitter balance, and being able to remove stress from the system, from your system. Your body will respond. You will feel like a hyper responder if you get that piece right. Not just understanding your neurotype, but understanding the stress equation. So The other day, I got like two hours of sleep. Um, I could not for the life of me get to sleep. It's like it was one of those nights where you like start counting the hours and there's really no reason for it. My brain was just racing. It was just one of those nights that I could not shut down no matter what. And, And, you know, like you start playing that game 
where you don't want to check your phone. You don't want to know what time it is, but you start like guessing. You're like, okay, if it's approximately 1 a.m. and I have to get up at five, that's still four hours of sleep. That's not that bad. Like all night long. And then the alarm goes off and you're like, holy shit. I had no idea. Um, and it's that it's like the worst feeling when you still are like pretending like you have time to sleep and then the alarm hits and you're like, um, this, this is real. I actually have to get out of bed. So I work out in the morning and there was zero chance that I was getting up. There was no way I was going to the gym. And uh, it's just kind of funny how things evolve when you learn more and you become uh, a little bit smarter in your approach. Old me, like there's no possible way I would have skipped the gym. I used, I fully believed in the no days off. I fully believed in like, you just got to suck it up and get it done. But um, I've like to think that I've gotten slightly more knowledgeable. So I took the day off from the gym because it was going to be an irrelevant workout. That's the other thing. Like when you pour stress on top of stress on top of stress, you are basically whitewashing anything that you would be accomplishing anyway. In other words, if I'm in a deficit and I'm cutting calories pretty low and then I have zero sleep and then I'm going to train on top of that, those are three significant stressors that you're piling on top of each other. Your body does not have the capacity to recover from that. You're, the better option is to think, okay, well, I didn't get, like, I couldn't control the sleep, but I can control whether I go to the gym or not. And I can control what I consume. So the smart thing to do in that situation is to eat a little bit more take the recovery day and then try to get back on on you know on a better sleep routine for that night and that's exactly what I did I took the day off I ate a little bit more I listened to my body I got better sleep the next night and boom everything was fine like body composition and sometimes that can mess with your head because when you have a poor night sleep you're going to have more water retention and you're going to look a little bit flatter so you might lose a little bit of muscle definition. It's not real. It's just how it's just the appearance. Uh, and that happened to me. But then next day, boom, right back on track, got better sleep um, and could notice the difference in my, my muscle tone, my body composition, literally from one night to the, you know, from one day to the next morning, a uh, huge difference. But we have to understand this concept. Like sometimes the extra rest day, is the exact thing that your body needs because your metabolism is not a calorie calculator. We have to get this concept out of our brains. I don't know why we can't seem to grasp the fact that yes, calories matter. However, in order to see results, in order to support your metabolism, in order to support health and longevity, we have to understand the stress equation. Your metabolism, for all intents and purposes, is a stress barometer, which means that sometimes the extra day off is the exact thing that your body needs. Some days, eating like what you consider to be too much is exactly what you need. Sometimes the, the situations that you classify as quote-unquote failures can really be helpful. I'll give you an example with Mel. Uh, she was She's finishing up her cut. This is the last week of her fat loss phase. And she's at, she's pretty low at this point. Like she's gradually gone, gotten lower 
And this is like the part where fat loss sucks the most because you're so ready to be done, but you want to stay consistent. You want to finish it out. But there's, you know, you start to feel like she's, you know, starting to feel more hunger. Her energy's down a little bit. She's starting to feel the brain fog. Um, now, when we went to Miami, we took the kids to Miami for their spring break. She did eat a little more freely. And she's like, you know, I hope, and, and look, she's a coach and she has these thoughts too. So, you know, logically she knows like I didn't ruin my progress, but of course there's the psychological component of, oh, did I really need to eat those cookies? Did I really need to eat that cheesecake? We had this dessert place that we went to every day. It's like, did I really need dessert every single day? But now she realizes through, because of the fact that how she's feeling, she's like, man, that really helped me like stay consistent long-term, like actually finishing this out. It kind of gave me that extra, you know, that one little break that I needed to then get this week over and done with and stay consistent. Like the things that most people would classify as failures can actually be the things that help you. So that gave her a little bit more energy that actually filled her out nicely where she looked her best after that trip. Even she's gotten really lean. Uh, if you haven't seen her in pictures lately, she's gotten very lean. She's already lean. But that trip, she looked even better because it filled her out a little bit. Uh, she had more energy. She was able to be a little more active. There was less stress. So now she gets to finish out. And I'm, I'm telling you, I, I can already predict what will happen. She'll When she starts reversing... Once her calories get back up, um, she'll look incredible. Like she already looks incredible, but I'm just saying, like body composition wise, from my unbiased, you know, opinion, that will be when she looks her best. When she gets her calories back up and there's less stress on her system. So remember this: stress barometer, not a calorie calculator. I cannot emphasize that enough. If you just think about it from that perspective, you'll make more informed decisions. You won't beat yourself up over skipping the gym one day. Now, we have to distinguish because people love to take something and then jump to the extreme. We have to distinguish the difference between saying, I didn't sleep well this one night, so I'm going to skip this one day versus giving yourself permission to skip the gym every day. Like If you're finding an excuse and you need things to be perfectly aligned, that's totally different. That means that you're, you're probably acting like an asshole and you need to have an uh, honest conversation with yourself about what you truly want. This isn't about uh, making excuses. This is about understanding context. So if it's a one-off situation, that is very different than the norm. But bringing it back to the point, your body does not discriminate stress and your body cannot progress if the stress equation is out of whack. You may be able to force it for a little while, but eventually your body adapts and your body will hold on and it'll fight against you and you will never win that battle. So remember, training is a stressor. Most people are like, no, training is my therapy. No, it's actually not. It's a stressor. It can be something that's amazing for your mental health, but please let's not classify it as anything other than what it is. It is a stressor. That doesn't mean that you can't use training as a way to, to cope or a way as an outlet or a great thing for your mental and physical health. Of course, it's all of those things. But your body does not know that your mind is like, oh, this is my therapy. Your body knows, hey, we're under stress. 
this barbell might crush me. This weight is stressing out my muscles. It's breaking down muscle tissue. It's what it's doing. Training is a stressor. Eating too little is a stressor. And yes, even all of the emotional turmoil, for lack of a better word, is a stressor. So let's just say the situation plays out where like, let's use the example with Mel. Let's say that you had the same situation, but instead of realizing like, hey, this is probably the best thing for me. Let's say you started freaking out. You're like, oh my God, I I can't believe I ate dessert. I lost all my progress. I'm such a failure. That emotional reaction is a stressor. Let's say you get into an argument with your spouse. That's also a stress. We have to understand that there's various different sources of stress. The goal is not to eliminate all of them because some stress is a good thing. It's it's kind of this, this double-edged sword because too much stress and you won't respond and you will likely set yourself back significantly. But too little stress also isn't a good... We actually need some stress to know what to adapt to. So the stressor is like the signal of we need to adapt to this. This is where training in the right dose, your body adapts by building you know, bigger muscles. You get stronger. Your body changes. That's a good thing. But if you overtrain, now you've created too much stress and the recovery is not the adaptation goes in the negative direction. So this is where, like everything, like everything, there is a sweet spot. There's a middle ground. There's a gray area. We love to live on two ends of the extreme. So when I talk about stress, a lot of people are like, well, I can't get rid of this stress and I can't get rid of this stress. I'm not asking you to. I'm not asking you to get rid of all of your stressors. I'm asking you to have awareness around the stress equation, the stress balance, understand what you can control. If you're going to the gym seven days a week and you're not progressing, you can control that. You can take more rest days. If you're trying to eat 1,200 calories a day and you're not progressing, you can control that. You can eat more. This is why everybody gets all up in arms when I talk about eating less and eating too little can actually be the reason that you're stuck. Right when the when the stress equation is out of balance, your metabolism will adapt accordingly. If you're in a plateau, if you're feeling stuck, if you're not making progress, these are all signs that you should not be pushing for more. Don't push harder. Even when things are going well, this is the other part of it where it's kind of anti to what we normally think. When things are going well, when you're like firing on all cylinders and you're making great progress, you're like crushing it at life, the worst thing that you can do in that situation is step on the gas pedal harder. You will end up wrecking yourself. Like, just think about it conceptually. I'll give a good analogy. That's like, you're feeling really good. You're feeling strong and confident. You go to the gym and you hit a PR. And then you're like, let's go. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to hit another PR. And you're like, okay, I'm feeling amazing. I'm firing on all cylinders. I'm going to add 20 more pounds and hit another PR. And then you blow your back out and you've now set yourself back because you can't work out for six months or whatever. Right? That's an example where things are going well. The worst thing that you can do is step on the gas pedal harder. The best thing you can do is to assess where your weaknesses are. Assess what how you can mitigate downside, like what potentially could go wrong. 
And how can I start to prepare for that? How can I plan for that? The bottom line, as we wrap this up, is sometimes the solution is often the opposite of what you've been doing. So when you are feeling stuck and you feel like you're working really hard without much much to show for it, it's a shitty feeling. But when you're feeling that way, sometimes you actually have to do less. Sometimes you have to remove some stress from your life. And it's okay that some of it's never going to go away. That's perfectly normal. But a lot of things are in are within your control. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to remove that sixth day from the gym or that fifth day for the, from the gym or even the fourth day from, a gym, from the gym and, and go down to three days a week. It's okay to take an untracked day and listen to your body. When you're hungry, like, like you're, you're on a macro plan, hunger is through the roof. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to listen and I'm just going to eat and give my body what it's asking for. And I'm not going to be a crazy person who feels married to the numbers. Like I have to hit this number every single day. It's okay to listen and pay attention. It's okay to stop stepping on the scale if it makes you crazy. If it's creating emotional stress because you can't handle a data point. Now we would have to have a conversation about your relationship with the scale. But, but the point is that it's okay to remove that stressor. If it's creating that emotional distress, it's okay to remove it. You will succeed when you understand this concept, which is exactly why like when we work with clients, we begin with a metabolic priming phase. There's a reason for that because we're not going to push additional stress on somebody knowing that their body won't respond. I'm sorry that that would make us horrible people and horrible coaches. Most of our clients come to us under eating for the most part. Most of our clients have a history of failed diets. Most of our clients have eliminated food groups, have tried all of the restrictive bullshit, the meal plans, all the stuff that I did. Most of our clients have done the same thing. So when they come to us, the worst thing that we can do is say, all right, we're going to pour this heavy dose of stress on your system. Now let's see how you respond. No, we do the opposite. We do the opposite of what everyone's always told them to do. We immediately send that safety signal because we know that once their body feels safe, the magic happens. That is when we see the results. And oftentimes during the metabolic priming phase, our clients see incredible improvements in body composition simply for this fact. It's like, oh my God, I actually can live. I don't have to overly stress my system every day. And I get it. You know, Most people want results immediately. And when we say something that's completely counter to what you've always heard before, that can make you skeptical. And that's great. Be skeptical. But I would also ask you to consider how has it worked the other way? And if the other way hasn't worked, then maybe we need to consider doing something different. So it's a pretty straightforward process. We start with our metabolic priming phase. We actually start with implementing our neurotyping principles because of exactly the same point. We need you to enjoy the process. We need to work with your nature so that you're not adding stress in that area Uh, We need to prime your metabolism, and then we need to integrate everything into your lifestyle. Uh, And that makes it sustainable, and that allows you to be self-sufficient, and that allows you to have results for life. Uh, It's really straightforward, creates incredible results. Typically, our clients lose about 20 to 30 pounds on average um, in about six months. Usually, we either do a six-month or a 12-month program with one-on-one. And then, of course, we have our neurotype challenges. The next one is coming up very soon. Like I said, you can join the Facebook community if you want first notice. 
I will be making an announcement on here as well when the doors are open, but you might miss out on the discount if you wait for the podcast announcement. So what I would recommend is number one, get into the, the Facebook group. It's called the Personality Diet and Neurotype Training. Number two, pay attention on here. You can join the challenge when that is live and the doors are open. And then number three, if you would prefer one-on-one coaching, which I will always say is the far superior option, uh, we do guarantee the results. So like you, you legit have nothing to lose with one-on-one. You either get the result you want or you don't pay anything. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, we also have a satisfaction guarantee. So if you tell us we suck, we give you a refund. There's literally nothing to lose. Uh, you have everything to gain. You will lose about 20 to 30 pounds on average over six months. Although we've had some people who just want, want to go from lean to leaner. We've had people who have lost over a hundred pounds over time with us. You know, So it really just depends on your goals. But if you would prefer the one-on-one path, you can go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply, fill out the application, book your call with somebody from the team. We'll see if it's a good fit and we can go from there. Those are basically the options that are available to you, but hopefully this was helpful and I will talk to you guys very soon.